It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It is good to have you with us here on the Locked on Redskins podcast, episode number 349. I'm your host, Chris Russell, and we welcome you to this edition. We have a jam-packed one as we have a decision on the starting quarterback, not only for this Sunday against the New York Jets, but also for the rest of the season. I was at Redskins Park on Monday. And reporters got to speak to Bill Callahan after a closed team practice. So uh, basically, just to kind of set the scene, the Redskins had this extra practice day on Monday, uh, as they did last Wednesday, that was closed to the media. So media couldn't even uh, see the first portion to see who was out there, who was not out there. Uh, We'll have some updates along those lines. But then afterwards, we got to speak to Bill Callahan. Of course, it was reported last week that Dwayne Haskins indeed would be starting this Sunday against the New York Jets. I started to hear like some some hesitation uh, and some rumblings behind the scenes. I'm still trying to piece everything together and and work on what exactly happened. But clearly, uh, the Redskins decide to uh, go in the way that many people want them to go over the next seven games. That's all that remains of this 2019 season. Let's take out to the first part of Bill Callahan meeting with reporters at Redskins Park here on LOR 349. Uh, First off... Uh, the quarterback position, Dwayne Haskins will be the starter uh, for the remainder of the year. And uh, we've got a lot of confidence in Dwayne. He's worked hard. He's smart. He studies, prepares. uh, So this will be a great opportunity for him going forward. Uh, Secondly, um, Case Keenum will be the backup, and uh, Colt will be the three uh, going into this week. When is your decision to start Haskins for the rest of the year? Uh, last week, uh, that was pretty much a decision in my own mind. And uh, the rationale behind not announcing it early on Monday was we were just coming off, uh, coming off the Buffalo game. And uh, I wanted to take time to sit down with our veteran quarterbacks. And I wanted to share that information with them. And I wanted to let them know where they stand within the program and, and the change that we're making going forward. And uh, I really wanted to spend time with them and, and visit with them because I have a lot of respect for those guys. And uh, as a veteran quarterback in this league, I, I think it's really important you know, to, to visit, to communicate, and, uh, and just, you know, just have a, a, a discussion and a dialogue so they know where they stand. I think anybody in life wants to know where they stand, especially in our league. And it's important uh, because of the respect I have for the players on our team uh, to give that due respect. So um, it was, they were good visits, um, you know, for Case and for Colt. I mean, they're both disappointed as they, 
you know, naturally are because of that's their competitive nature. And, and I get that. I understand that. And uh, just going forward, uh, they understand that they will support Dwayne in his efforts. And I think it's a good room. And uh, I know Kevin will do a good job, you know, keeping it all together. What are you hoping? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, John. Oh, okay, yeah, I just. Oh, follow up? <laughs> yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just what are you hoping to see out of Dwayne over the next seven games starting yeah. with this week? Uh, number one, progress. I think you, we want to see a consistent progression in his play. Uh, we want to expand the playbook. I think we'll do that going forward. Uh, how much? Uh, we'll see. Uh, we face an opponent this week, uh, and Greg Williams, that has a pretty big inventory of pressures and looks and disguises that he's going to have to deal with. I think it's a great challenge for him. It's a huge test. And it's a great test for Dwayne, as it is for all of us. Uh, so first things first, you know, let's, uh, let's get him protected up. Let's try to run the ball and uh, you know, just feature the complimentary play around him. Bill, was there something you saw out of Dwayne in the Buffalo game that convinced you that this was a good time to decide that? I, we thought, you know, the consistency of his play, I thought that outside, you know, when he, when he was – Working the ball outside, I thought his progressions were clean. Uh, he was decisive. He had the arm talent to cut the air in, in bad weather. And we're getting into that phase of the year, you know, November and December, where the elements are playing a factor now. So I think it's really important, you know, to have the arm strength. And also, he needs the experience. And uh, let's face it, let's, let's uh, give Dwayne an opportunity. We're at a juncture where, where we don't want to be, where we don't want to be record-wise. Uh, so this is a good opportunity for him to take advantage of every rep, uh, practice-wise and game-wise, so we can see growth in his play. And have you, did you see a, was a change in his approach? Did that help maybe make this decision easier for you? Yeah, well, John, like I mentioned to you, I, I said that whenever he gets under, under center in practice and has the full repertoire of repetitions during the course of a practice, He's going to get better, just like any quarterback's going to get better, or any player will get better. I don't think you can duplicate those reps uh, on scout team. Uh, getting in the, the, the heat of the preparation and really intensifying the preparation is a huge part of quarterback play in the NFL. And not only that, but the ability to execute under pressure. So, you know, those factors uh, are huge as we prepare for any team. And that's something that I thought he did pretty well, you know, getting ready for Buffalo. And uh, we're working forward to improve that, improve upon that as we go into the uh, Jet game. Bill, what's the plan now for Darius Geis moving forward? And how do you see that um, share between him and Adrian? Yeah. yeah, well, we haven't exactly sat down and divided the reps up or anything of that nature. I think Coach Jordan does a good job managing the backs and rolling the backs by series or by plays or by uh, featured concepts for that matter. So uh, there's a lot of, a lot of dynamics um, involved here, a lot of, of balls that we're juggling in the air when it comes to the role of the running back and who's in, who's not. Uh, it could be protection-oriented, it could be run-oriented, it could be inside, outside. It, there's a lot of factors that uh, go into uh, the distribution of repetitions for the running backs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's getting ready for this game. Yeah. Couple, 
a couple of schematic questions for you. What can you guys do formationally, all that kind of stuff, play calling, selection-wise, down a distance, to try to make things as easy as possible for Dwayne? Mm -hmm. Well, there's, there's an initial core concept that we feature week in and week out. And then we branch off uh, situationally. Uh, I mentioned to you guys the other day, I mean, the, the focus that we put in practice on Wednesday, predicated on the self-scout, was all third down and red zone oriented. So we felt like we got a day better in those areas. We implemented some new things, some new protections, some new routes, uh, some new formations, take advantage of coverage. We've got some extensive work in not only against the things that were problematic for us, but we also had two bonus days in a sense, a day against the Jets in the red zone on Wednesday and another day today, uh, you know, working against the Jet defense. So. I feel good where we're at. You know, we got to do better as we go move through the week and as we intensify our preparation. But I thought we had two really good practices, you know, uh, at the end of in the middle of last week and the start of this week. All right, that is Redskins head coach Bill Callahan, part one, part two, straight ahead, right here on Locked On Redskins podcast, episode number three forty nine. Thanks for being with us. Don't forget to check out at Locked Redskins, at Locked Redskins on Twitter for all sorts of story links, uh, video clips, audio podcast links, and anything Redskins related. At Locked Redskins, at Locked on NFL Net as well for full team coverage of all things NFL. Back in a flash. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. We're here. It is episode number 349 of the Locked On Redskins podcast. Let's finish up with Redskins interim head coach Bill Callahan talking to reporters on Monday afternoon at Redskins Park. And run game question for you. It's not often in the modern NFL that we see a lot of goal line jumbo personnel in the middle of the field outside of obvious short yardage situations. You guys use that a number of times against mm -hmm. Buffalo. What is it that you like about that grouping? Well, it's, it's really 13 personnel. So it's, it's really the extra lineman coming in for the third tight end. So it's really 13 personnel. It is, it is a big, heavy group, no less, no, no doubt. Um, we've also done it in the field in goal line short yardage situations we have had the opportunity to get big and play what we call big ball uh, we had a couple hits in the running game that were effective and efficient and then we had one that wasn't so effective so i think it's a way to uh, get into those groupings at times you can neutralize uh, the call sequence of a coordinator at times you can limit their package uh, and also have the flexibility to spread out and do different things with that personnel. So um, a lot of people feature it you know, across the league. Uh, it gives you good angles, gives you good leverage at times, and also allows you, you know, to distribute the ball through some run action protections as well. So it's been a pretty effective personnel grouping for us early on, uh, not only uh, in the field, possibly backed up situations uh, when you're uh, obviously coming out and also going in in the red zone third down, short yardage, 
as well as four minutes. So it's a pretty all-inclusive personnel grouping that gets carried over from situation to situation. Bill, Sam Darnold's another young quarterback, similar to Dwayne. Are there anything you've seen in Sam's game that Dwayne might be able to see as, as a quarterback who is similarly kind of getting his feet wet and, and getting starts? Are there things in, in Sam's game that Dwayne can look at and say, these are things I can follow? Um, I haven't really studied him totally yet. I'm just getting into uh, Darnold. Um, he was here a couple years ago as a rookie when we worked against him down in Richmond. Uh, I thought he was ahead of the game. I thought, you know, he was mature. Uh, he understood the game. He knew where to go with the ball. His decision-making was good, and it's only getting better. Um, I thought he had a, a good game yesterday. I had a chance to watch it on the tube, and I saw him do a lot of really good things. And, and, uh, and that's a part of it. I think his growth, you know, will only get better and better, you know, with more experience. Bill, when you look at the young nucleus that you all have with Dwayne Hashkins, Darius Geis, and Terry McLaurin, obviously you look at the whole team's development, but with those three in particular, because they're the future of the organization, how have you seen them interact with one another? What are you looking for from that particular trio um, moving forward? Mm -hmm. Well, it's a young group, and uh, we're fortunate to have a young group of, of players, you know, in Dwayne and Terry and, and, and Darius. Um, you know, I think the sky's the limit for these guys. Uh, but you know, the consistency factor is, is huge when you're, when you're a young player. You know, it's just the, the growth development, the experiences that they're learning from, the ability to take it from the classroom to the grass more effectively, efficiently, without repetitive error. I think that's a big part of their play. And, and what, what I really like about Terry is you don't see those consistent errors on the practice field. Uh, we call them repeats, where you have to repeat a play or a sequence. Uh, we don't have that with Terry. You know, he's the type of player that you give it to him one time. And if he does error, you know, he fixes it, and you don't see it again repetitively. Uh, for Geis, it's great to have him back. Uh, you know, he hasn't had much action since the Philadelphia game. I know he's itching to get back on the field and work and play. Um, he's worked well the last two weeks. And you could see his maturity uh, and his maturation process only get better. Uh, and I think the rehabilitation process takes you through that, kind of puts you inward a little bit mentally and, and really take inventory about where you're at and how important the game is so that when those opportunities come back up again, you take full advantage of, of, those, uh, of those ops. Bill, last time we talked to you guys, or last time we talked to you, Trent Williams was in search of a custom helmet. Now he is on NFI. What happened mm -hmm. to get to that point? Yeah. Um, well, first off, um, you know, Trent played for me for four years, and uh, I have nothing but the utmost respect for Trent and the situation that he went through. Uh, a health scare like that, uh, I've got great compassion and empathy for for him and, and any person, any human for that matter. Um, but, you know, everything else, you know, I, I can't really comment on. I, I have really nothing else to say. But, uh, you know, the decision was made to put him on NFI and to move forward. But uh, I, I've always loved the guy. I loved coaching him. Uh, he meant a lot to me in my career. And, uh, you know, I, I, I wish him well, and, and hopefully uh, something will all work out in the end. And, uh, Coach, with it being better today, could you maybe talk a little bit about this? I'm sorry, could you um, could speak a little bit clearer? Yeah, yeah I got you. Um, with it being Veterans Day, could you maybe talk a little bit about the significance of that, what that means to you, what it means to be a coach on Veterans Day? I, I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. I apologize. That's about Veterans Day. Veterans Day and the importance of it. Okay, yes. Uh, for all our military 
uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great honor that's bestowed on them on this day and an appreciation, you know, for their service to our country and what they do and their families and what they go through as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm thankful for everything that they do uh, for our country. And, and uh, I, I, I'm speechless. My, I, I don't have enough positive things to say about what they mean to me as a person and what our country means to us as well. Going back to Darius and Adrian, I know you said no decision's been made, but with Adrian, he was obviously inactive uh, when Darius was healthy the first time. Is that a possibility in your mind or? No. Okay. <laughs> All right, once again, that's Bill Callahan and Trey Quinn met with reporters. He was really the only player that was willing to talk, quite honestly, uh, to reporters uh, about Dwayne Haskins and about the team moving forward after the bye. I have high expectations for myself especially, and uh, I look forward to over this next half um, living up to those expectations I set for myself especially. Uh, just a little time home, kind of got the time to reflect on all that, so uh, we do it, we'll do it together. Uh, we'll have fun with it, and uh, we'll just keep on playing ball. Uh, well, it helps to have a full position where you're the starter. Uh, I know you're supposed to be ready for whatever situation, but um, it does something mentally, especially when you have somebody telling you you're the guy, and uh, you can you can see it and see that in him. And, um, and just another week under his belt, it should, be, it should be even better than last week or two weeks ago. What does this do for just to all the things that are going on? What's it do for you? Uh, I think it helps. Uh, just going out there for my body especially. I felt fast just running around today at practice. But mentally, man, uh, like I said, I was able to just kind of get back reset and uh, understand what I expect of myself uh, and what we expect as a team. And uh, it, it's good just to take a step back from it all, kind of look under it, uh, you know, microscopic lens and uh, kind of fix things that we need to fix. For yourself, you know, you said, you know, you kind of reset. What would you kind of think about? What stood out to you? What do you want to do a little bit more? I'm not going to share. Um, no, I think it's just playing ball. Uh, I think what I came in with was a competitive edge. Um, somebody that was going to fight somebody out there, and I haven't seen that in myself. And uh, I'm personally disappointed with myself. I, I'm supposed to be a football player, go out there and play some ball. So uh, looking to flip the switch on that. But then after that, it was, uh, it was being professional um, and then taking some time away just to be with the family. And it's a mental reset right there that everybody needs throughout uh, throughout the season. And it's, it's it was good to get back home, good, good, good to be around my, my family, friends. So, uh, But it's nice to be back here and ready to go get a win. I mean, growth. There's growth everywhere. It's hard to say one thing. Uh, he's always had an arm, always uh, stands tall in the pocket, and you know is confident in himself. And I think the people around him. Uh, other than that, it's just getting in the pro system and uh, kind of feeling comfortable calling the plays, going through the progressions, making the check at the at the line, and uh, just studying a little extra. And uh, it, week by week, it's he's done that. All right. Thanks very much to Trey Quinn. We return in just a moment with the final segment here of the Locked on Redskins podcast, and we will give you some numbers that I think are important as we look at the Redskins at the break. One and eight at that break, uh, but we soldier on nonetheless. Uh, once again, a happy Veterans Day to everyone uh, that has served, and i tell you what, if you're a veteran or if you're just you or me, we all need a good workout, right? It's a stress reliever. 
Check out Peloton. Peloton is offering a limited time offer. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. That's OnePeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED to get started. We wrap it up right here on LOR next. What's up, guys? It's Chris Russell here for DoorDash. Long day at work, tough day at school. You're still stuck in the office. Sorry. Why don't you treat yourself to the meal you deserve? Have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Here's the cool thing, right? If you're already in sweatpants, you're relaxed, you don't want to go out, especially with wintertime here. It's so cold. You don't want to be dealing with any snow or ice. Enter DoorDash, restaurant quality food with a living room dress code. DoorDash connects you to your favorite restaurants in your city. Ordering is easy. You open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat. Your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there's over 340,000 restaurants in 3,300 cities. So you might find a new favorite, too. Why don't you go and explore a little bit? Door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app and Enter the promo code locked on. That's five dollars off your first order. DoorDash app, promo code locked on. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we wrap up episode number 349 of the Locked On Redskins podcast this way, guys. A quick look at some inside the numbers for the Redskins At the break. Oh, boy. On defense, yeah, some good news, I guess, after a really, 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 really bad start and a rough start. Redskins are down to 366.1 yards allowed per game. Uh, That's still 16.5 yards above the league average, but it was much, much worse after the first five games. 5.54 yards per play. Well, guess what? That's dead on the league average, so that's good. 136 yards allowed on the ground per game. That's way over the league average by about 25 yards. League average 111.2 rushing yards per play. That's actually under the league average, 4.22 to 4.29. Passing yards a game, that's under the league average, 230.1. That's 8.5 yards below the league average. Again, positive. Passing yards per play, 7.29. That's yeah, that's above the league average, 6.87. Uh, interception rata- rate, they're doing pretty good, uh, 2.82%. Uh, the league average, 2.18%. Sacks per pass attempt, 7.39. That's just above the league average, so that's good. First downs per game, 21.4. That's just above the league average. Third down percentage, yuck. That's where this defense still stinks. 50% even now. Hey, listen, it's down from thirty from 64% after the first couple of weeks of the season. The league average 39.04%, so they are almost 11% above 
the league average. 53.85% on fourth down league average is 47.8% in the red zone. They are allowing a touchdown 52.94% of the time. That's below the league average, 55.2. So that's good. Goal to go, they're below the league average. Again, that's good, 63%. Points per game, 24.3. The league average, 22.6. Honestly, that's not that bad considering how horrific they were at the start. All right, we'll have more numbers to go on the next episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Check that. We have crossover Wednesday on the next episode, and then we will come back with all sorts of numbers uh, for episode number 351. So 350 will be crossover Wednesday. 351 will be more numbers, more numbers, and more numbers. I'm Chris Russell. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.